welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Thank you to the voice of Ryan Treasure. We are here. It's Monday night. I don't care what's going on in the world. And it's pretty crazy and mixed up and inside out and upside down and just awful right now. But we are here to have a party about creativity. And this is what, to me, helps make the world go round, no matter what you're doing and where you are. It is Monday, October 23rd. Oh, my goodness. Next week, the show will be the day before Thanksgiving, and I'm going to have some horror authors. I didn't say horrible authors. I said horrible, horrible. Genre authors. I have to be very, my guests are cracking up already. I just want to say, let's see now, uh, before we say what day it is of the year and all that good stuff, I'm going to ask my guests to put up your fingers in the shape of the letter L, Elizabeth and Beth and Sutton. There, oh, we got a big one from Elizabeth. And on the count of three, you're going to join me in saying hello, L, 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 just like that. See if you could follow. One, two, three. Hello, hello L. 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 Pretty good. Not, not bad. Elizabeth and Beth weren't too loud, but Sunny carried the day. I should have asked you to sing it. That's lovely, lanky Laura <laughs> Legs, our most loyal listener. She lives in Whitestone, New York, and I've been trying to find a place that starts with L to move her to. We took up a fake GoFundMe about three years ago. It didn't make any money because it didn't exist. But <laughs> I discovered, I realized I moved to a place that starts with an L, Loudon, Tennessee. So we're going to ship her here and she's going to come visit me. And it'll be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in Loudon. Not Tennessee, just loud. It'll just be loud. So here we are, and I'm delighted to have all of you here. And let me tell you, before I do my opening monologue, which is always fun, let's see what the day of where I have so many notes here. Where are my notes here? Oh, it's okay. It's the 296th day of 2023 in the Gregorian calendar. 69 days are left. It's the 43rd Monday. Nobody cares about that except me. Now, the reason I'm telling you we have fewer than 70 days left is because Beth, Elizabeth, and Sonny. I don't care whether you live, drink something with a, a little alcoholic spark to it or not for New Year's Eve. Get started with your party planning now because we have survived whatever is going on, wherever it was. The past couple of years were pretty tough on people's health. And not everybody made it, but we did. So it's time to celebrate another New Year's Eve and it's coming up soon. I've warned you. So uh, mm-hmm. Beth, Des, and Duffy, you've been on with me before. I'm going to pick on you. If you have a relative who had a whiskey still in the back of the backyard or in the barn, I want you to go get that whiskey still and make some good bootleg whiskey and we won't tell anybody, so you don't have to pay tax on it. Elizabeth Pizzarello, I'm guessing you might be more of the Kahlua type of lady. So I know you have a friend named Elizabeth Bates with you. She's your production assistant today. So the two of you are going to go and find an extra sink in the garage or the back door or something, the basement, anywhere. And you're going to start making your own special recipe for Kahlua so it's ready because the flavors need time. Sonny Blaze, you look like a champagne kind of guy. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, he's rolling his eyes, so maybe that's right. So I want you to know that the online liquor stores and the local ones like ABC 
are going to be cleaned out real soon. So whatever you want, go order or get or buy or stockpile, whatever you need, because it's not that far away. And I'll be doing shows, I think, up to that week. So we'll be here to have some special something online. I might even drink something special on the show. So now to my listeners, to my viewers, we are live streaming on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Happy to be here. And now let me tell you a little bit about my guests. So I've asked ChatGPT to help me write a poetic monologue today. And to my guests, when I call your name, when I say it, just wave and smile excruciatingly happily, okay? So here we go. Today on Read My Lips Radio, new stories happily stream. Meet Sunny, Elizabeth, and Beth, living creativity, IRL, that's in real life, beyond just a dream. Sunny Blaze has a trademark after it. A sheep shearer turned jewelry artful tender, crafting treasures for artists performing, a talented innovations blender. Sunny, welcome. Elizabeth Pizzarella, once a professor, lost her sight but found her way through words. She now paints compassion in her reclaimed light of day. Elizabeth, delighted to have you here. And Beth Desson Duffy, she's returning, what, the second or third or fourth time you've been on my show. She just pops up on the National Publicity Summit, and I like her so much, I keep inviting her back. Beth Desson Duffy, lobbyist turned storyteller, weaves tales of kindness true, of a paper tree that changed the world with good wishes for me and for you. So join me, AKA Radio Red, as conversations soar with career-shifting creativity for inspiring tales and more. What'd you all think of that? You like the poem, Beth, Elizabeth? Everybody sunny? Love it. Yeah. It's wonderful. If you haven't started using ChatGPT for for poems, it'll do it in in a Dr. Seuss style, in any kind. I tried getting a poem in in a Robert Frost style today. You can tell it what kinds of style and and feed it the text. And I know, Beth, is that something? I'm using it for all my radio shows. And it's a lot of fun to see what it comes up with. So let's go around the table. It's time for more involved, more detailed bios from my guests. We're going to start with Sunny Blaze. Sunny, love the name. I have never had a guest who has a trademark after their name so uh-huh. i would like you to tell us all about that and cheap sharer jewelry designer you got to tell us what you designed that taylor swift might be using on her eras tour okay so sunny blaze welcome putting you on speaker view please delight us three minutes go well thank you very much for having me this is very exciting and yes uh who am i and where the heck did i come from yeah sunny blaze uh i am a jewelry artist and jewelry designer here in beverly hills so what i do is i take people's crazy ideas i specialize in computer modeling and i convert their ideas into something spectacular in jewelry uh, and um speaking of taylor swift I partnered with Ultimate Ears in-ear monitors like I'm wearing right now. A lot of the listeners can't see this, but what it is, is an in-ear monitor that's used by multiple artists all the way down from Lady Gaga. I I mean, (laughs) Lady Gaga all the way down, I should say. Uh, What I've done is enhance those in-ear monitors with uh, diamonds and beyond. But it's not just in-ear monitors. I do a lot of other pieces of jewelry, rings, engagement rings, a lot of things. But where did I come from? you know, I grew up in Bethune, Colorado, population 183 people. I was in a graduating class of nine, seven girls, two guys. I didn't marry any one of them. I know the <laughs> options were pretty limited. But anyway, uh, I, 
you know, I was from migrant, poor migrant family. My, my dad was a sheep shearer, third generation. I sheared a little, making me fourth generation sheep shearer, but I didn't really belong in farm country. So I found my way to Denver. And I just want to say that, you know, life is going to show you opportunities. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a plan to leave and do what I do now. I just saw opportunity and moved forward. I went to Denver. Next step after that, I ended up in New York where I became a diamond specialist. I saw the most incredible diamonds in the world, including the incomparable, which is the third largest faceted diamond in the world. To see that in person and actually work with it is an insane opportunity. Later, I ended up in Los Angeles, another L city, by the way, in case you're in case the, our, our lady lover you know, wants to be in another L city. It's a beautiful place. I'm in Los Angeles. I work with uh, Beverly Hills uh, retailer, Bodri Beverly Hills. We launched a store. I was in charge of a $26 million inventory. And then from there, I said, you know what? I'm an artist. I don't need to be in retail. I don't need the science of diamonds. Even though I am a specialist, I belonged in artistry. So that's what I'm doing now. Sunny Blaze. Wonderful. Tell me, how did you get, why and how did you put that thing after your name? Is your name a trademark? Is it your real name? Come on, tell us. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sunny Martinez is my actual, Sunny Torres Martinez is my born name. So yes, I was a Sunny actually, which is really odd for Latinos. <laughs> People yeah. call me, hola, Sammy. No, it's Sunny. <laughs> hola, Sammy. Oh, whatever. Well, okay, we'll go with Sammy. But anyway, uh, I actually caught on fire in 1993. I used to have really long hair. I caught on I was in a band. <laughs> so I caught on fire. And with one of my jewelers, I was talking to him and I caught on fire accidentally. They put me out right away, luckily. So I caught the nickname Sunny Blaze. Well, when I started the company Sunny Blaze, it actually was became a trademark uh, for the company. So I was I was trademarking the brand as Sunny Blaze as a designer. So Sunny Blaze Incorporated became its own entity. So that's why I have a trademark behind my name. Very, very nice. Thank you. That's, that's, I had to ask. That's fascinating. <laughs> sure. Okay. No I appreciate that. And let's go to Elizabeth Pizzarella. Elizabeth, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Let's see your, who you are. Tell us what you're doing here. And by the way, I met all three of you at a recent national publicity summit. Just want to give credit where it's credit is due. Elizabeth, you're on speaker. Talk to us. Tell us. Hello, Red. Um, I'm Beth Pizzarello. And I have written a book called Eclipsed based on my life going blind. And I found out two weeks before I was graduating college, a nice doctor came in a room and said to me, hey, Elizabeth, did you notice you're losing sight? No, I said, you know, I've been studying a lot. You know, I'm studying for two degrees, you know, two bachelor degrees. He said, well, I have some sad news to tell you. You're going blind. And I said to myself, where is this coming from? You know, two weeks to graduation. I said, when is this all happening? And he said, well, if it happens the way we see it's happening now with progression, you'll be blind by 40. Well, he wasn't so far off, Red. I was blind by 38. I lived a life as a blind woman for over a decade, 12 years. And then I had a pain behind my eye and I went to a, a hospital an eye, uh, eye institute. And they said to me when I went there, they said, why are you here? And I said, well, I got this pain behind my eye. You know, you really, I know the deal. I'm blind. So you can't do much more than that. 
And the doctor said, Elizabeth, I have to tell you, today is your lucky day. I have a colleague here who created an implant you're an ideal candidate for. We don't know if you're going to see. It's been a long, long time. But would you be willing to try? You have nothing to lose. I went. And you know what? I got 20% back in my one eye. So I went from totally blind to having some sight now. So I can introduce myself as, hello, Sonny. I am at Hello Red. I am Rip Van Winkle. And then I am, I am the modern day Rip Van Winkle. When I left my site, we were looking at the little man on AOL running across the screen for dial up internet. When I got my site back, you all had this thing called smartphone with these cute little pictures on it called icons. So I am your Rip Van Winkle, and I am so grateful for the experience. Elizabeth, give me a second to catch my breath. Sure. That's quite a story. And the fact that you walked into that doctor on that day and he had news for you. May I ask, I'm sure my viewers were be, and by the way, Sonny, people could see your earpiece and we're going to show it later on. Elizabeth, may I ask how much can you see, if you don't mind my asking, of the 20% in your right eye, what can you see? When I look out, let's say to you, I can only see a little center. So I can see you, but not everything. So I can't see everybody else. I can't see Sonny and Beth. You are all out of my vision. But I can see this center where I can see color. I can see detail. When I was going blind, when I started losing my sight, I went from losing color, losing uh, definition, going to black, white, and gray behind wax paper, and then finally nothing. So my progression was over a period, but I have to say I celebrate the journey because it taught me so much about myself and so much about people around in this world that are just so willing to help you. Thank you for saying that. I'm just delighted to have you here. When I met you at the summit and you presented your story and I said I had to have you on the show because you are creative. Look at how you've created, recreated your life when you didn't have the sense that you started with and how you're reclaiming. And I think I said that in my my poem. Just so happy to have you here. By the way, the cover of your book is stunning. It's really, really, really beautiful. And I see the black, the white, and the gray with the gold lettering. And that that says that tells visually what you just shared with us. So, Elizabeth, thank you. And again, you've got a very nice lady there wearing a pink shirt, and another Elizabeth whose last name begins with B. You've got <laughs> Elizabeth. There she is, Elizabeth Bates, who's helping you. Elizabeth Bates, I want to say thank you because we always say appreciation to everybody who helps our guests get on. So, and now let's move to Beth Desson Duffy. How have you been, Beth? What is Elizabeth? I think it's your third time on the show over a, a number of years. Tell us what's going on with you, what's new, and what's your new creativity? Why are you here? Welcome, Beth. Thank you, Radio Red, and it's great to be with everyone and hear your stories. So, Red, what's new since the last time I've seen you is we have a new storybook. And But before I get to that, let me just say that my journey began, I'm originally from Northeastern Pennsylvania, the Hazleton, Pennsylvania, and um 
I uh, grew up there and it's wonderful people, wonderful community, uh, a big can-do attitude there. People uh, don't sit back and wait to, for things to happen. They make changes. And that a little seed was planted in, in me. And who knew? Um, I went to university and met a Canadian husband. And well, no. I met a Canadian friend at that time. We dated, then we worked, we separated for 12 years, and I became a lobbyist in uh, Pennsylvania. I was a state lobbyist for uh, different companies, and I reconnected with uh, my university sweetheart. And at 36, I relocated to Canada. Uh, we lived in Toronto. So that was a big leap of faith for many reasons. You know, I left, uh, you know, my job, my, well, I shouldn't say my job first, maybe my family, <laughs> you know, my job, my source of income and uh, our, our country. But anyway, at the time, and I think it's still true, I really wasn't leaving anything. I was uh, enhancing everything. I was, we live in a world now, thank heavens, where, where we can still stay connected by different means, you know, whether it's telephone or all of our different uh, FaceTime and things like that. But anyway, so at 36, I moved to Canada and uh, we had, uh, we were lucky enough to have two children, which we're so thankful for. And my creativity really uh, was encouraged by out of necessity, which is interesting. Uh, and that was uh, that we saw uh, as the kids were growing up a need to uh, focus on and practice kindness that, you know, we knew that we had to be the leaders as parents. And increasingly, we saw pressures on teachers because they have, you know, so many other responsibilities during the day, um, you know, different criteria that they have to meet, that it's hard, you know, we're always supposed to be acting, you know, in conjunction with our teachers. But anyway, the you know, the ball stopped with us and uh, or started with us. And so we came up with this activity that um, especially around the holidays, and then we carried it on throughout the year, but that would be to um, tape a construction paper Christmas tree on our kitchen cabinet. And we would add ornaments as one of us did a kind act. And the reason why it, it was really enjoyable for us, because no matter what your age, everybody can contribute and feel like they accomplished something and, you know, made, made it impact. So one by one, you know, we'd add our paper ornaments and we really enjoyed the activity. And over the years, I think, you know, about 16 years went by and people would encourage us, uh, not overwhelmingly so, but, you know, they would say, hey, this is a great idea. You should share it. And I think we were reluctant entrepreneurs. So we thought about it and thought about it. And then finally, my husband said, look, either we do something about it or we stop talking about it. <laughs> so, so we decided to go for it, remembering that can-do spirit, because really it's something that we weren't trained in, but we thought if we worked together, we could work through it. And um, we live in an age of apps. So that was our first logical step. Um, you know, everyone can download the Christmas Tree of Kindness app for free from the Apple Store, and you can decorate your own virtual tree. And uh, you can either, um, well, anyway, I'll just abbreviate this part for now. But the neat thing is we all could join the same virtual tree. And even though we're in different locations, we could, I could see when red adds an ornament 
or Elizabeth or Sunny, and I can tap on the ornament and then see what Sunny did or what Elizabeth did. And so we work cooperatively. And then at the end, we all get a star for the treetop and Christmas music to celebrate. But anyway, so we started with the app. Then some people said, hey, that's great, but I like the tangible craft activity. So now if you go to our website, you can download a paper tree with 39 ornaments. You can also enjoy the craft activity if you want to start one on your cabinet. And then finally, to to really make the whole thing entertaining, the last bit of creativity that was wrung out of us was the Christmas tree that changed the world. And it turned out to be the icing on the cake because now some people like the storybook better than the app and the craft. So what we like to say is there's something for everyone and whatever, you know, you enjoy, whether it's one piece or the whole, all the pieces, you know, we're just thankful for the chance to focus on and talk about and practice kindness together. And as radio, you know, as Red mentioned you know, sometimes things get discouraging. Well, they are discouraging, but we would say let's not give up. And we have to instill in ourselves and in our children that we can make an impact every day. And, you know, in our case, we would say one kind act ornament at a time. Thank you, Beth. That was lovely. I have a question for you. For people who don't celebrate Christmas, is it transferable to other celebratory, shall we say, trees or or symbols? Do you, or do you offer something for other holidays? So not at this time, but we have been asked and we'd love to do that. And maybe um, next year we can offer, um, you know, we've been asked to do palm trees. We've been asked to do Hanukkah bushes. Uh, we've been asked to do Easter baskets. So um, it's, it's definitely something, you know, uh, we can even do probably a flower garden, Um, so it's something that, you know, I think we can definitely expand on next year. I think before we thought more that we need to, um, not get too diluted and just try to, to, um, like walk a little before we run, but I think we're ready to run. So, you know, I hope because the more the merrier, uh, we have people of all different religions actually that are decorating trees of kindness and uh, we certainly want to embrace all those ideas and different shapes and, Thank you know, you. It's and a just lovely, celebrate all the kindness together. Lovely thought. And it's a lovely, lovely exercise in talking about it and striving for it and then celebrating other people for it. I'll just tell you that my alter ego, my other name, uh, just was asked to moderate uh, an IT, a technology webinar last week, and a uh, lady for a big, big organization, and I did. It was live streamed, and when it was over, I had I had to finish. It was a panel discussion with two gentlemen high up in tech, and I'm a, I'm an early woman in tech, so they invited me to host it. And uh, just before it was over, I did a shout out to the woman who was like Elizabeth Bates, behind the scenes, the producer, and I thanked her. Her name was Janine. And I said, thank you, Janine. I gave her last name for all of your help, getting us started, prepping us, and being there for us. Well, when it was done, and when it was all over, and we were debriefing, the two gentlemen, me and Janine, she said, that is the first time anybody has ever done a shout out of gratitude for me as I work behind the scenes. Wow. I was absolutely 
because that's what we do. I do a shout out to Jordan, who is my wonderful engineer here. We did a shout out to Elizabeth Bates, who is who is Elizabeth P's production assistant. So I just I just took it for granted that that was something I was going to do. And what was interesting also is that the gentleman who put together the the PowerPoint, the slides, it was about artificial intelligence and business uh, being adopted and adapted into business. It was a really good presentation. He used cartoons from a very famous marketing cartoonist, very well known and with permission. And so just before we started, I said to them, when I introduce everybody, I've got a third guest you're not all expecting. And they said, oh, I just, just trust me. So I did a profile of the name of the cartoonist, Tom Fishburne, of Tom Fishburne, I said, he's the marketoonist, and these are the slides you're going to be seeing today with his cartoons with permission. And they looked at me like, who does that? I said, well, he's here, even though he's not physically here. His work is the core of what we're talking about today. It's the illustration of the concepts. And they looked at me like, you did that? I said, yeah, we've got another guest here, even though he, anyway, it was just, it was really fun. It was really fun. So I made it fun. So Beth, I hope I get one and a half stars of kindness on your tree. Okay. Oh, I think you got 10. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But it's the little things where you, is it, it acknowledging people? Isn't that part of the kindness is just saying, I appreciate you. It's not even thank you. It's I appreciate you. Anyway, we spend the whole show talking about this. I want to move on. Is anybody here with Scorpio? Because Scorpio in the Zodiac started today, October 23rd to November 21st. Anybody? Beth, no. Well, I'm a Libra, so I was a couple weeks ago. But I want to tell you, uh, I'm just going to read a couple of things about traits, personality traits for Scorpio. And raise your hand if any of them apply to you. Uh, Scorpios are known for loyalty, devotion, and passion. Elizabeth, does that apply to you? Sunny, yes. Beth, what about you? Yes, loyalty, passion. Okay. Deep feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. Intense mm -hmm. personalities. An acute sixth sense, gut instincts, sometimes ignoring the facts, always analyzing and processing information, reliable, <laughs> faithful, and generous, okay. Uh, no other sign would hold your hand or dry your eyes when you cry, <laughs> fight your battles as if they were their own, or laugh over obstacles with macabre humor. What can I say? Moody, obsessive, secretive, love fiercely mm. and truly, and they're the most genuine sign of the Zodiac. No phonies or fakes. Do you all want to be Scorpios? Yeah, That's my brother. My brother's okay. a Scorpio. He's wonderful. But yeah, I could see that. Okay, good. Beth, do you want to be a Scorpio? You want honorary? You want to be? No, you know what? I like being a Leo. Okay, you can stay Leo. Elizabeth, you want to be an honorary Scorpio? I'll try it for a round. <laughs> okay, good, good. Then we're going to do that. So here, the, here are some of the recommended careers. Psychologist, psychiatrist, detective, surgeon, Ooh. pharmacist, Okay. Researcher, financial advisor, tour guide, and criminologist. We'll leave those alone. And here are some famous Scorpios. Katy Perry, Winona Ryder, Tracy Ellis Ross, Drake, Julia Roberts, Pete Davidson, who was the first opener after of Saturday Night Live two weeks ago, Ryan Gosling, Sean Diddy Combs, Lord, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Those are honor. Those are real famous, really, really famous. So there you go. Thank you for playing my Scorpio Zodiac game. Now, let's go to the quotes. I've asked each of you to send me a quote. <clears throat> so you're going to just relate to your own creativity on the show here live. No notes. No, no. Uh, yes, I can see Elizabeth's ponytail there. And I have looked up the quotes and I'm going 
going to read just a little bit of trivia, and then you'll tell us how the quote applies to your creativity. So Sunny Blaze has picked the quote that everybody picks from Yoda, voiced and puppeteered by Frank Oz. Star Wars Episode Ivy, that's four. A New Hope, 1977 American epic space opera film. Sunny, all these years, people have been quoting this. I still don't know what a space opera is. I'm sorry, I just don't get it. <laughs> Star Wars is written and directed, of course, by George Lucas. The first film released in the Star Wars film series set a long time ago in a fictional universe where the galaxy is ruled by the tyrannical galactic empire about freedom fighters known as the Rebel Alliance who aim to destroy the empire's newest weapon, the Death Star. I'm going to stop there. So here is the quote. (laughs) I've never done that before. Here's the quote. (laughs) Do or do not. There is no try. Oh my goodness. Sunny, take two minutes because we're running late because we're having so much fun. Two minutes. How does this relate to your creativity? Go ahead. Well, you know, this is actually not my first choice. I actually wanted to go with uh, I Hope You Dance, but the reason why I picked this one. It's so okay. I hope you dance with Leanne. Uh, I'm sorry, Leanne Womack. It's yes. just a wonderful, wonderful line. But so many things bottle uh, really are defined by Yoda's quote. And I say it's a core success because you can even the Bible says, don't go lukewarm. You got to be in or out. You got to do or don't. And so the, the thing about this quote just really defines so many aspects of our relationships, of our lives. And that's why I love it. I just can't deny that that's such an important part of our dialogue. And again, Nike, just do it. There's all these different reasons for us to just jump in. I have definitely in my life so many times seen opportunity. And the reason why I am where I am is because I didn't just look at it. Like Andrew Dice Clay said, he didn't think it, he did it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) we just look at it and go, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to try it. I'm just going to put all I got into it. And trust me, I have, I don't want to say the word failed. I have learned lessons. When you fall down, when you make mistakes, it's not a failure. It's a lesson to not do it again. So (laughs) when I say just do it, you know, you jump in. And yes, the, the reason why this quote is so important is because it is a logical choice. Sometimes don't do it <laughs> is an option that you really should consider. Sunny, I'm glad you didn't pick I Hope You Dance because it's in my permanent notes for this show. And every time I hear it or talk about it, I cry. I know. And, and I'm going to read the lyrics right now, and I'm going to try not to cry. I hope you still feel small when you stand beside the ocean. Whenever one door closes, I hope one more opens. Promise me that you'll give faith a fighting chance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. I love it. I love it. And that's my favorite. I just didn't want to be, I wanted to be more uplifting instead of tears because I do get emotional with that line because I just, it just, oh, it's lovely. It Thank you, right there. you. I want to go to Elizabeth's quote. This is from Mary Poppins, played by the one and only Julie Andrews. Mary Poppins, 1964 American musical fantasy film produced by Walt Disney. Songs written and composed by the Sherman Brothers, blah, 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 blah. It was based on P.L. Travers' book series, Mary Poppins. The film combines live action and animation and Julie Andrews in her feature film debut as Mary Poppins, who visits a dysfunctional family in London. Is there any other kind of family? I don't know. Okay, here's the quote Elizabeth has picked. Should I? Should we sing it together, Elizabeth? Do you want to sing it with me? Okay, one, two, three. Just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine helps the medicine go down. There you go. All right, I'm I'm done. I ruin the show when I sing. Elizabeth, I'm putting you on speaker view. Tell us how this relates to your creativity. Go ahead. 
how it relates to me is because when I was going blind, I always needed some incentive to try something else new because everything was new. So I, my big thing was I kept saying, this is impossible. And finally, I figured out if I could just do it in small steps and then stand back and say, you know, that wasn't so bad. I could do it. It helped me to build on it so I could do the bigger things and have confidence. So, you know, a long time ago, I'd heard from this one uh, blonde gentleman at Lighthouse who told me, I'd always say to him, everything is so impossible. And he said, you know, you're so wrong. If you look at the word impossible, the way it's spelled, it's the letters are I am possible. possible. And he said, so what do you, what is impossible that you have to do that we're doing? And I think it's set the pace. So just a small little dose of, of oomph, that sugar helps that whole thing go. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. I appreciate that. I I love this quote part of the show because I get to look things up and remember old movies, learn about new movies, songs, TV shows that I didn't know about or refresh my memory on some favorites and whose favorite isn't Mary Poppins. Thank you very much. Beth, Des, and Duffy, you have picked a quote from Buddy the Elf, played by the one and only Will Ferrell, Pharrell, however he wants to pronounce it. Elf is the movie. I knew you'd pick something on a Christmas theme. 2003 American Christmas comedy film directed by the wonderful Jean Favreau. Uh, Will Ferrell as Buddy, a human raised by Santa's elves, who learns about his origins and heads where else? New York City to meet his biological father, starring James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenburgen, Edward Asner, and Bob Newhart. Wow, what a cast. Uh, just so you know, it, the movie grossed $220 million worldwide on a budget of just $33 million. It inspired the 2010 Broadway musical Elf the Musical and NBC's 2014 stop-motion animated TV special Elf, Buddy's Musical Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Here is the quote Beth is going to explain. I just like to smile. Smiling is my favorite. I, I think I know why. Beth, talk to us. Two minutes. Go ahead. Okay, so, um, you know, even just hearing that quote again, it makes me smile. So the thing I want to say is it's just a great um, thought for everyone to remember that when you smile at someone, it's a gift to that person, you know, to smile. But it's also a gift to yourself that, you know, you feel uh, like you've connected with another person. And, you know, these are not this. I know it's not rocket science. This is what we were taught growing up, you know, when you give, you receive, but I love that. Uh, and now it's, and now we feel like it's our responsibility to be sure that we teach other, our children and other people that. And so that's why um, it's a good reminder that something as simple as a smile can have such a positive impact on another person as well as yourself. So everything doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't mean that everything's easy or that what you're going through is easy. But even, you know, not to be too analytical on Buddy the Elf, but he was having some problems, <laughs> you know, <laughs> connecting with his dad and walking around New York City. But he yeah. still had time to, you know, remember that there's joy in just smiling. So that's a nice lesson for us, too. It is. Life was so much simpler then. Oh, my. Can't forget to smile. You all, the three of you have such wonderful smiles. <laughs> this is just a smile show tonight. I appreciate that. Sunny, before I go to the creativity statements, I'd like you to turn your head to your left, and I'd like to see what's in your ear because you showed it before. Can you tell us what that is, please? Oh, yes. Okay. You know, what this is, 
is we've got some more here. Yeah. Um, what it is, the in-ear monitors. Hold them up, hold, um, up, hold up while you're talking. Go ahead. Yep. Sure. So what we what would I've done is I've taken the in-ear monitor company and partnered with them to actually make the, the faceplate interchangeable. So you can actually pull this off and put a number of different faces uh-huh. on there. Now, this is a $2,000 in-ear monitor, basically, but they're used for live performances, whether it's Lady Gaga, Eric Church is one of my favorite customers, Usher is one of my clients. There's some really big clients that are actually using these uh, on stage, on tour. And so what I've done is I've enhanced them with uh, for the first time. <laughs> I, I saw a little slurring of the throat. I'm thinking maybe you might need a set of in-ears when you do your show because you got your headphones on. So wink, I wink. Do. But I anyway, do. We, 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 what we've done is we've taken the ultimate in-ear monitor to the next level where now it's just more of a stage presence and fits your style. It's not just a, a, a piece of jewelry. It's something that fits your look and your style. Lovely. Thank you very much. I just want you to know people are watching. So there you go. Now let's go to the creativity statements. I'm going to pick one or two from each of you. And I've decided, Sunny Blaze, to combine two of yours because I think they go together nicely. Statement two and statement four. So just bear with me here and then take two minutes and describe them. And we'll go to one or two from Elizabeth and one or two for Beth. So you don't have to look anywhere. I'm going to read them. So Sunny statement number two says, sometimes I just mess up in the most original and beautiful way. Original and beautiful way. And statement number four you say creativity is finding perfection in imperfection. I mm. thought those two went together very nicely. Elizabeth likes that too. Sunny, yeah. go ahead. Tell us tell us what this means for you. Yeah, well, you know, this is the thing. And I, sometimes I like to say I like to force gump my way through life at times. You know, being a sheep shearer son, it wasn't like I was handed opportunity, but I saw opportunity. As a matter of fact, this morning I, I dropped something on the ground and I couldn't find it. And uh, I, I, you know... Sometimes opportunity will be there if you just look for it. And so you don't have to be an expert or definitely or in a way uh, expect to be perfect at what you're doing. And I have a lot of long stories that I would love to share about different ways how I found my way in those in those journeys. But for me, it's just a matter of finding the opportunity where you see it. And sometimes you're going to make mistakes. I mean, I... I take it what kind of started it was when I was working as a musician, not working musician. I, was, I love to play guitar and, and, and sing and stuff. And, um, and uh, something really ex- ex- amazing happened at the cathedral in Denver, but that's a whole nother story. I, I made, um, when I was trying to learn songs, I would really mess them up. Really. Honestly, I was, I would, I would just brutal and not good at covering those songs. But what happened is I was coming up with my own songs. I was like, you know what? I did not come close to what that song is supposed to sound like, but I kind of liked what I created. And I ended up being a songwriter. And you end up taking your own idea and your own mistake and owning it and making your own or seeing the potential in that. You see some artwork out there that is just fabulous. You're thinking, well, I took a left turn here instead of a right turn, but I, wow, that looks amazing. And that's where... I think we all need to open our eyes to the opportunity that's actually before us if we're looking in the right place. 
Lovely. Beautifully put. Thank you very much, Sunny. I'm going to go on to a statement. This is a surprising one, Elizabeth Pizzarella. This is your statement number three, and this is going to be interesting for everybody watching and listening. You say, I used humor when storytelling about my adventures going blind and being blind. I found that humor could be the great icebreaker when talking about the elephant in the room, my sight loss. Nobody likes to talk about it. Elizabeth, this is a life lesson you're about to give us through your statement, I think. So please share it with us. Go ahead. I found out through my journey that a lot of times when, example, people show family pictures, people bring out the pictures. And it is the worst thing I found when they bring out the picture and say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't see them. They're blind. It was like, wah, wah, total silence <laughs> in the room. I said, oh, no, this is this is even worse than I could imagine because we're not even talking about it. We're kind of avoiding it. And I thought to myself, you know, the better way is to just do it with a little bit of humor. And that's what I did. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, I remember one time I was telling somebody, I go into a black uh, black tie event and they served the meal. When you're blind, everything is by the clock. So you know where it is. So you don't have to, you know, knock glasses over and all that. You have to be very creative when you're blind. They put the lobster down. And I said to the, to the server, I said, what is it? And she said, oh, this is a lobster tail. So I'm there and I got my fingers but it doesn't feel like a tail, feels like an eyeball. Okay. So I, I, I said, oh my gosh. So I use my water glass to wash my hand. And this woman next to me says, oh, that is so embarrassing. I said, you know what? Not really. You haven't lived to go and expect a tail and you feel a face. <laughs> and, and it kind of broke it up. And I, I found that with my blindness showing pictures, you know, pictures show that people show the family pictures. I would say, what, who's in the picture? Oh, it's a family. Where are you at? And my husband used to laugh because I always ended it with the same sentence. It seems to me like a good time was had by all. <laughs> I didn't have fire. I don't know. But and I found, so you're laughing, but that is the icebreaker. So I used humor. All I can say is, wow, that that's a lesson in, in PC is it's okay. I don't know if everybody feels that way, but I'm, I'm just delighted that you're sharing this. I'm glad you put that in one of your statements, Elizabeth, because this is a, a learning opportunity, I think, for a lot of people on both sides of that issue. So thank you very much. Beth, yeah. I'm looking at your statements. Uh, they're all about your book and about your paper trees and all that, but I like statement number four. I think we cover this. You say, I continue to be creative as I learn about and pursue different ways of sharing the story of this new North Pole tradition, storybook app and craft for others to enjoy and help make our world kinder. And here's what's interesting. You say, this stage of the creative process requires learning, courage, and opportunity finding in addition to the moments of quiet, solitude, and thought. Let's talk about that, Beth. What is the quiet, solitude, and thought? Is that where you do your best work? And I ask this question very often, Beth, to artists who come on the show. So where do you do your art? Do you get inspired when you go outside in nature? Or is it when you hear a certain piece of music? Or when you smell a certain food or a perfume? What inspires you? What is your muse? So Beth, take two minutes and tell us about this, please. 
Thank you, Red. So, um, and thanks to you, I really had to think about that. Um, so I would say for me, uh, quiet, a solitude, and time to reflect, which I don't always make time for. But I found that, you know, in each of uh, these instances, uh, you know, whether it was the uh, the app, uh, which direction we were going, and then the the craft and the storybook, they all the beginnings of each of those were quiet time for me to reflect. And oftentimes it's early in the morning, right after I wake up. And I don't know if that's a result of thoughts, you know, during the night that are fresh in my mind or that I'm rested and my mind is clear. But I find that, you know, early in the morning, things can be peaceful. And and I'm that's when I'm pretty creative. Interesting. And since your your idea, since your concept is about year-end holidays, do you find you're more creative on that topic at any particular time of the year, Beth, or all the time in that solitude? I'm, I'm interested. Is it a seasonal creativity? Oh, it's October. Time to think about a new way to present the book. Or it's July. Who wants to think about Christmas now? I'm, I'm teasing you. So is there a, a seasonal time frame for this creativity for you, Beth? That's an interesting question. And I would say that it's ongoing. It's ongoing. And you know what? The creative process, I don't know, wait, this analogy might make you laugh, but it's kind of like uh, throwing pasta on the wall and seeing what sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Depends on how al dente the pasta was when you took it out of the pan, right? (laughs) I know. You kind of have to think about it and, you know, see what you want to go with. And then, you know, things are always done and Radio Red, you, you know, acknowledge people, but we have a tremendous team of friends and family and, you know, other people that have helped us more professionally with advice on the app. But, you know, the group think uh, really helps, you know, guide the process. Of course, it, you know, comes down to, to myself and my husband, you know, what are the final decisions? But the group think has always been very helpful. We're, we're much stronger because we've had great ideas from other people. Nice to know. With us. And sharing creativity is is very, very interesting. Thank you all. Very interesting statements. We have time to move to some celebrity birthdays. These people are all Scorpios one way or the other because that's when they were born. You may or may not know all of these people, but I'm going to read a little bit about them and then we'll do a little bit about some holidays you've never heard of, I guarantee. Ryan Reynolds, the actor. He's Canadian, Beth. Canadian-American actor, producer, businessman. Okay, I thought if you're an actor producer, you are in the business. Okay, lead role on the sitcom Two Guys and a Girl, 1998 2001. He was National Lampoon's Van Wilder in 2002, Waiting, 2005, The Proposal, 2009. He does voice acting in the animated features The Crudes. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. And he was married to Scarlett Johansson from 2008 to 2011. And then Blake Lively from 2012. Well, that was a quick switch, wasn't it? One year. Okay, who's critical? <laughs> <laughs> Who's judging? Cat Dealey. Does anybody remember her? She was the host of So You Think You Can Dance when it first came on the air. Blonde lady from, uh, she's British, and she was the, the welcomer for 
the show when it first started. So you think you could dance since 2006. She may still be there. Dwight Yoakam, American country singer, songwriter, actor, film director, 1986 guitar album, guitarist, Cadillacs, et cetera, et cetera. You like that. Sonny, by the way, I'm a drummer. Throughout, you can come over and we'll start a band. Throughout the late 1980s onward, 10 studio albums for reprise and records or reprise. Inbar Lavi. I don't know if anybody knows her. She's an Israeli actress. And what's interesting is there's a TV show called Imposters. She is a Machiavellian con artist and a master of disguise. And it was a fascinating show from uh, 2017 to 2018. I watched it. She cons men into marrying her, but she isn't who they think she is. And it was absolutely well done and fascinating. If anybody watched Lucifer like I did, (laughs) a very silly show, Lucifer on Earth, it was really good. She played Eve, as in Adam and Eve. She played Eve in the first three seasons, final three seasons of the Netflix series, Lucifer. You've all heard of weird Al Yankovic. Al Yankovic, 64 today. Happy birthday. Did you know that he started with an accordion as a door-to-door salesman and his parents offered him a choice between accordion lessons or guitar lessons? I didn't know that. He has done musical parodies from Madonna to Michael Jackson. And let's see, in 1940, Ellie Greenwich, or Greenwich, is born in Brooklyn, New York, on this day. One of the most successful songwriters of the 60s, her songs include Leader of the Pack and Be My, Be My Baby. I'm killing it. Uh, in memoriam, <laughs> Johnny Carson was born today in 1925. And I have two social media stars I think you're going to enjoy wishing them a happy birthday. There's a gentleman named Sir Pelo, P-E-L-O. His real name is David Axel Cazares Casanova on YouTube. He's 31. Sonny, are you sitting down? I don't know how popular you are, Sonny, but I just want you to know this young man is 31 today. He has over 6 million subscribers. Okay. Uh, He's an illustrator, an animator, a graphic designer. He does parodies of games, cartoons, and TV series. And each episode of his four-part series of videos titled Underpants had more than 5 million views each episode i know elizabeth you can close your mouth now i know that's why i do these every week you're going to catch a fly my mother used to tell me here's another one on tiktok there's somebody named jorge george j-o-r-g-e soto who is 22 today he does comedy videos and vlogs about his family life and he has a channel on youtube called corchata soto that only has 2.8 million subscribers but on tiktok he's got 2.9 million followers I know, Sonny. I've had wow. I, I search these people for their followers, and sometimes I end up saying, "I think I'm in the wrong profession." I found people who have 20, 30 million followers, and they do they do. You know what the ASLR is? Have you heard? Have you heard of that mm-hmm. ASMR, mm-hmm. Elizabeth? Have you heard of ASMR? No. Okay, uh, I'm going to suggest to um, to Elizabeth Bates that she find these. I think it's ASMR. It's people who do something. Uh, it's on YouTube very often. You don't need to see it. It's all audio. And they might take a potato chip and put it close to a microphone and eat the potato chip <laughs> into the microphone for 10 minutes. They are very popular. They're making a lot of money. This is their life. They might take a feather and rub it over the microphone. They might run a comb through their hair. Some of them are eating a hamburger into the microphone for five minutes. And people 
find it relaxing. I think some people get turned on. <laughs> this is, I think it's called a- ASMR or AMSR. I don't, I don't remember, but I had a birthday of somebody who does that last week. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. We've got four minutes left. Let's <laughs> do a little more, get, get myself out of trouble here. Music events, music history events on this day in history. 2015, following the release of her acclaimed greatest hits decade number one album, Carrie Underwood's fifth studio album, Storyteller, hit number one. She was the first artist in history to have six consecutive number one albums on the country music chart. Carrie Underwood. Remember, I think she was on American Idol. Okay. In 2007, on this day, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss's Raising Sand debuted at number two in America. He was 59 years old. He turned down a Led Zeppelin reunion tour to focus on this project. I didn't know Robert Plant was in Led Zeppelin. Uh, let's see now. And in 1961, Dion's Run Around Sue. Remember, Run Around, Run Around, Get Around? Yeah, Run Around Sue hit number one for two weeks. Anybody know where Dion got the name Sue? Anybody know? Mm-mm. Dion pulled the name Sue out of thin air, but later when he married a woman named Sue, he told everybody it was about her, but it wasn't. <laughs> so there was run around Sue. It was just, just a name. Here we go. Uh, today, national holidays. It's international swallows depart for San, from San Juan Capistrano Day. Mm. I think there's a song about that. It's National Boston Cream Pie Day. Mm. It's National iPod Day. It's national, oh boy, here we go. Slap your annoying coworker day. <laughs> and it's TV talk show host day. I don't know if I'm live streaming, if this is, this is as much fun as my TV show I did on Long Island. So I'm having fun. So it's my day talk show. <laughs> uh, October is the month of museums and galleries. It's the month of emotional intelligence awareness. I gave up on that one a long time ago. It's a lot of foods this month. It's National Apple Month, Caramel or Caramel Month, Chili Month, Cookie Month, Dessert. That's in general. Pasta month, pickled peppers month, pizza month, pretzels. That's pasta, pickled peppers, pizza, and pretzels. Elizabeth (laughs) Pizzarello, that's in your honor, dear. It's also sausage month and and vegetarian month. And I have uh, a quote here from Barbie. We've got just a minute here. Uh, I found this in 2014. Beth, I think you'll get a kick out of this. The top 10 tips for women in 2014. And I found it in my radio notes from way before I was doing this on live streaming. And the number one quote was aspire to be Barbie. The biatch has everything. (laughs) (laughs) This is is nine years ago. So I want to say thank you to the three of you. If you can give a quick, uh, don't go away. If you can give a quick URL, a website for people to go and find you, Sunny Blaze, real quick, all of you. Go ahead, Sunny. Sunnyblaze.com. S-O-N-N-Y. B-L-A-Z-E.com. Yes. Elizabeth, where can people go for yours? ElizabethPizzarello.com. E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-P-I-Z-Z-A-R-E-L-L-O.com. Love it. Beth, where can people go? ChristmasTreeOfKindness.com. C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S-T-R-E-E-O-F-K-I-N-D-N-E-S-S.com. I get it? Right. Thank you. I didn't didn't win the spelling bee because I spelled exercise wrong. That was when I was in third grade. (laughs) Okay, everybody, listen up. We're going to fly through this. I got one minute left. Life is short. Break the rules. Yes. Forgive quickly. Eh. Kiss slowly. Definitely. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Join me in an uncontrollable laugh. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) And never, ever, ever regret anything that made you smile. Closing words. Work like you don't need the money. Nobody cares except you. Dance like no one's watching. When I Mm -hmm. was teaching dancing, they all watched. Sing like nobody's listening i tried not to sing i'm sorry 
and love like you've never been hurt because we all have. Get over it. Learn to love again. Money talks. Chocolate sings. La. And last but not least, I stole this line from a host years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red saying bye-bye. We'll see you next week on the pre-Halloween show. Jordan, thank you, dear. We good? Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.